the Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have actually made it to episode 32. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going, man? Oh, good. My asthma's kicking in. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually I'm actually melting. Uh, this this is the episode where everyone will hear me turn into a puddle of this mush. Want to write that down? <laughs> this is the episode where Michael melts. It is so hot. Okay, so we were talking about this at the pre-talk. You're saying it's hot, and you're like, "Oh, it's 77 degrees outside, bro." It's it's fucking 90. Do you, do you even? You make it sound like mothers are eating their young over there. 71 degrees would be incredible right now in Florida. We're having wildfires. People are literally burning to death outside. Michael. <laughs> All right. I don't. People are just, dying. I think I'm not. I'm not used to this anymore. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's like a. Well, South Florida gets pretty awful this time of year, but. Oh, yeah. I was I wasn't expecting this in Seattle. <clears throat> I think the um, phrase here in South Florida is swamp ass. We're basically I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if girls experience I mean girls might have hairy cracks, I have no idea. But dudes who have like like hair down there, when you're just like walking around in like humid South Florida, you just get like 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 a like a like a microsystem of Dagobah like between your legs in your ass. And you just get swamp ass. You just walk the slush yeah. with every step. <laughs> Yeah, That's dude, it's just, just the meaty, meaty man stank slush between your legs as you're walking around. It's it's horrible. It's just like, I, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just staying inside, you know? That's a good first topic. I don't, I don't, know, I don't even know what the topic is. We're just, we're just talking about stank ass now, dude. Uh, <clears throat> fucking hell. But yeah, man. So, okay, you're, you're melting. I'm melting. Michael, I want you to... This is important. I want you to say this with me, okay? Mm-hmm. Hashtag jobless Cas. <laughs> Hashtag jobless Kaz. Hashtag uh, jobless Kaz. So Kaz is jobless right now, which is a good thing. So um, yeah, so kind of based on all the conversations we had before, you know, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that like I wasn't necessarily happy at my job and there were things I wanted to focus more on two book watch knobs. I wanted to focus more on Rivka watches, which is the 3D printing watch project. And so I found myself in a place where I'm like, okay, I can, I can leave war I'm working now. And put myself in a position to to basically freelance again and to focus more on doing two book watch tops. And so that's what I'm doing. And so uh, keep an eye out for um, kind of like the making of uh, the Rivka watch on the site coming up soon. I want to have the first article or two up this week, the week that this show gets published. So just a quick update for people who are wondering. Big thank you to everyone who supported me. Big thank you for everyone who sent in like really thoughtful emails like... Like, I would read these emails out to my fiance, and she was just like, she's like, man, like, everyone's so nice. I'm like, I know, everyone's so nice. I wish I had more friends like this in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is crazy. So, um, what, in, like, three months, both of us quit our jobs to do more things with watches. Hashtag two jobless broke watch dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... Yeah, that's pretty cool, and that's that kind of ties into the the main topic for today. But um, but we should honor tradition. Do you want to honor? Oh no, no, wait, 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 wait. we have a we have to talk about the giveaway. 
Yes, yes. Before before we get into the audio wrist check, uh, we had a giveaway for the Hydus, uh chronograph running for a while. And um, we picked our winner, so we're going to announce that now. Yeah, yeah. So the, we, were, we were working with DJ over at Hydus Watch, and like I think you guys, have, if you've listened to the show for a while, which you should have been, you've heard us talk about um, Hydus Watch. Hydus Watch is really, really cool. They're operating out of Buffalo, New York, and basically it's just DJ. And um, what I really enjoyed is he designed these watches, and he kind of brought in parts from different manufacturers and put them together himself. So he didn't necessarily have them, like put together completely assembled overseas and they came and he just inspected them with like a fucking magnifying glass and a q-tip or whatever no he put he put them together um because uh my understanding is that he basically works on watches like we talk every now and then you know he'll talk to me about it so he he has the knowledge and so he put together these really really cool watches there's three he started with three there's the fucking hell there's a heightest classic heightest aviator um there is a review for the heightest aviator in black pvd pvd guys Mm -hmm. On the <laughs> on the website on the website right now, and the last watch he uh, came up with was the Hydus Chronograph, which we gave away. Uh, we were working with DJ to do that, and everyone was awesome who entered. Thank you so much to everyone who entered. It's a quartz chronograph. It's super super cool. Uh, the winner is let me pull it up here. This is I think the first time a name I can actually say, Tyrus Clark or is it Tyrese Clark? God fucking damn it. Congratulations. Congratulations. You did it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tyrus Clark, really, really cool. Um, he's actually got a lot of fun watches on, pro- on his profile. He's got, like, a got a few really cool fossils. Really interesting. Actually, I think, is this, like, the, is this, I think this is the fossil, like, digital, like, uh, like, smartwatch. Uh, they, they have smartwatches? They have no. smart, so is it? Everybody has a smartwatch now. Okay, so is it not that he has several fossil watches, or is it that he has one smart fossil watch that looks like several fossil watches? Because you can, you can change the dial on them. <laughs> I don't know, man, but either way, dude, congratulations, Tyrus Clark. Thank you so much for entering. Um, I like your feet. I'm just looking at it right now. You got a lot of, or you got some cat pictures. I saw, I saw a couple cat pictures. Dude, man, you should, you should take some Seiko Catterdays pictures. I don't know if you have any Seikos. Well, you got to jump on the Sacred Kyra, the hashtag uh, bandwagon right now. But yeah, so Tyrus Clark, congratulations, man. When you hear this, <clears throat> if you hear this, oh God, I hope you hear this. Um, just DM us. Uh, DM us. Let us know that you heard. Acknowledge, uh, you know, that you, that, you, that you accept, that you're cool with it. Um, what, we'll, what we'll have happen then is uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. We'll, you know, just, just to verify that it's you and everything like that. But yeah, so when you hear this. DM us, man. Um, or actually, Mike, would it make more sense for him to email us or DM us? I believe that email would be more appropriate. It's just fucking, it's just fucking space case. Tyrus, Ty, Tyrus, Tyrus, <laughs> Tyrus Clark. Tyrus Clark, I'm so sorry, bro. Bro, fucking so you, e- email You can us. email us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. You have 24 hours. You have no, 24 you hours. You have 24 <laughs> hours right now from when we're recording. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so you better fucking know, dude. Congratulations, um, you lose. Congr- <laughs> just, just like high school, man. Just like <laughs> high school. Never, fucking, never forget, man. But yeah, man, congratulations. Everyone check out his feed. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, Kid A. He's got some Katie pictures up here. So yeah, you are the winner of the Hydus Quartz Chronograph. Thank you again to everyone who entered. Everyone stay fucking tuned because we're getting close to 2,000 followers and we are doing a 2,000 follower giveaway and we fucking think you're going to love what we're giving away. We're mailing everyone cookies. Everyone's getting mailed. Don't say that, Michael. They didn't expect fucking cookies, bro. <laughs> Can't make that many cookies. You know? 
People will just receive in the mail just just discs of moldy cookie dough. They don't at need least, at, at least that or potatoes. Oh my god, we should mail them. We should mail people potatoes stuffed with bees. Oh, the mailing of bees. The wife was so upset. <laughs> she was very upset. <laughs> She's like super, like not into mailing <laughs> mailing bees. Uh, uh, but yeah, again, congratulations, Tyrus Clark, man. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for supporting Hydus uh, Watches as well. Thank you for um, supporting the show. Um, again, thank you again to everyone that entered. Always keep entering because um, this is something that we want to keep doing. Um, as you, as as I, I think this would be a, a, a logical place to also talk about the Patreon page, right? Yeah, let's talk about the Patreon page because that went <clears> up <throat> and. Um... We got kind of like a really good response that we weren't expecting right away. Um, we made a post. We made a post about it today, but gosh, I'm so surprised at, at like how how generous everyone is. Kind of like right off the bat, like thank you so much, guys. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's that's incredible. To the folks who are patrons, who have uh, 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 gone to the Patreon page and were just like, yeah, you know, let's do this. These guys are are doing cool shit. Let's support them. Huge, huge thank you to you. A huge thank you also to everyone who did that or who did that and in addition or also offered their time. Like a lot of people have just like offered their time to like help yeah. us. Like, hey, if you guys need any contributions, let me know. Hey, if you guys need proofers, let me know. If you guys need like this, let me know. Especially with Rivka watches. A lot of people, excuse me, as I burp. Fuck, you, Michael, Michael, you, you need a better co-host, okay? You need a, a, a much more professional properly sedated co-host but um but yeah huge thank you just to everyone who offered their time for tbws two book watch times and rivka watches like you guys are incredible like i didn't i thought we were gonna put the patreon page up and then we were just gonna get get dick pics like people just gonna send us like not, not even of their own dicks like it's, our, that, it's our it's our parents it's our parents <laughs> yeah my, our parents. My, my dad's gonna send me dick pics and my world will be fucking ruined that's terrible. Like who's well, Michael? You said it, dude. I'm just I'm just running with it, dude. I just, I don't know what to do, man. You know? uh, please, Dad, if you listen, don't don't send me no dick pics, man. I don't no. I got enough of that. All right. He, he's gonna he, he's gonna hear this one day. <laughs> dude, my dad doesn't know what podcast is. All right. <laughs> What's a pod? What's a podcast? Isn't that from Star Wars Episode One? Hmm, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, you're wrong, but you're not wrong, you know? But yeah, so um, the Patreon page is up. And so for anyone who's curious, I'm really sorry. I've been going on a lot of tangents right now. For anyone who's curious, um, what we wanted to make super clear on the Patreon page is that for anyone who, for the for the, for the, uh, the, the large number of you who, who asked us ways in which you could contribute before the Patreon page existed, and for anyone who's curious, the Patreon page basically outlines everything that we felt was um, appropriate to kind of flag as uh, being aided by a contribution. What a contribution would actually help. And so, probably should have the page up in front of me right now, but whatever. But um, it outlines basically what the contribution will do currently and sort of how it's going to help us in the future. And so currently it's things like watch giveaways. So uh, there will be watch giveaways where we won't work with brands. There will be watch giveaways where we'll just be buying the watch. You know what I'm saying? Mm, we'll just yeah. and, and and the thing is, I love that idea. I love I love the idea of talking about a watch on air, saying it's awesome, talking to people off air, our listeners, and everyone agreeing it's awesome, and then saying, "Hey, well, you know what? In this, uh, uh, we just reached 2,000 followers. We're giving away that watch now." 
I think this is still fucking cool. You know? Yep. So, um, yeah. so that's one facet of what the uh, contributions will go do. Contributions will also help us in regards to our SoundCloud Pro membership because we host the actual uh, audio for the show through SoundCloud. It's also going to go to the website um, hosting and domain. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, sound, go to- SoundCloud doesn't like it when you put hour and a half audio files uh, <laughs> on on their thing, unless you pay them money. So yeah, yeah, they don't. They, yeah, they don't. They, it it would have been that was actually funny. I think when we first like like looked into it, we're just like, yeah, we should probably just do SoundCloud Pro because I'm pretty sure we're gonna go over like whatever file limit they allow. You know what I mean? That's funny because I think episode one was like 35 or 45 minutes. We were terrified. I was so scared during episode one, dude. No one's going to like me. No one's going to. No one. No one likes me, man. Like no one. And I, I've said this before on the show. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, you guys are great. Blah, blah. Kaz is funny. Kaz is not funny. Okay, Kaz is funny for like an hour and a half of your week. Try being married to me like my fiance is going to be. I'm buying her. Like, I'm buying her a fucking medal, like a Gandhi perseverance fucking medal. We're just putting well, it up in my garbage. Well, you got her a ring. Yeah, I'm not buying her shit. I'm done buying her thing. Like, yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. I bought her a fucking <laughs> ring. You're right. You're right, Michael. Oh, what the hell are talking about? Yeah, so uh, contributions in addition to the SoundCloud, hosting for the website, domain registration for the website. Um, it's going towards photography. We're always working on a photography because that's such a large fucking facet of what we do. Like, I, 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 I'm so... I, I, I mean, I, I know Michael off air and on air. Like, I talk about how, like, I, I, I don't... How I think I take bad photographs, but I recognize like what we were doing in the early days compared to now are different fucking planets. You know what I mean? Yeah, compared to crappy cell phone shots of like our Vostoks. Compared to <laughs> like like seriously, like I was taking cell phone shots in the parking garage of like of like my shitty watches, and you would be like, I don't know if he's taking a wrist shot or like a genital shot to put on Tinder. Like I don't know. It's just a grainy, grainy dick shot. That's 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 two dick pic mentions, Michael, and it's not even ten minutes in. I, we, I, think, I, I have no idea where we are. I, I think I think we're fine. Um, well, it's nice to see the the photo quality go up, and I think I think yes. maybe in the future we can um, we can probably dedicate an entire episode to watch photography because I think I would love I mean, to. I would well, love to do that. Yeah, while you and I are are still like clearly beginners in what we're doing. As far as watch photos, it's it's a huge part of um, kind of watches in general, almost to the point where somebody will get into watches seriously mm-hmm. and because of it get into photography, which is what happened to me. I mean, yeah, um, I'm not creating these like crazy pieces of photo art or anything. I'm not a I'm not a war correspondent either. I'm just trying to take good watch photos. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of um, kind of any any sort of discussion where we can. Um, you know, kind of reach out to listeners and see how they've grown as photographers, be it watches or yeah, uh, I, vacations or family or whatever. Like, I think it'll be fun to do that episode. In addition to that, have a watch photographer on another episode. That would be yes. sick. Yeah, because we have some, we have some people, some, some followers, some friends and stuff that have uh, these Instagram profiles that make me want to throw my camera into the into Puget Sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was telling you I was telling you this morning I took that samurai shot and I was so fucking proud of like yeah I'm so fucking proud of this shot like I I really like I worked hard and I feel like I'm actually pouring myself into something and I'm happy with the end result for the first time ever I don't have a knot in my stomach I don't have a creeping sense of dread because I've done good work 
And I go on my Instagram to put the fucking picture up. And then the first picture I see on my feed is a picture from Watches Off. And I'm like, fuck, everything I've done is bullshit. Everything, all my hard work is meaningless. It's, because the, uh, it's the Playboy magazine of, of watches. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Watches Off. Check out his channel. Hashtag, or uh, shout out to Watches Off. Watches <laughs> Off. He's the Playboy of, wait, wait, wait. So what is it? Playboy TV of, what did you say? I totally forgot it already. Is there is there still Playboy TV? I I had uh, magaz I had magazines when I was younger. The Playboy magazine of the watch family. There it is. <laughs> um. So yes, the Patreon will you know you guys will also be helping out with uh, any kind of upgrades to photo gear, which will be helpful when we um try to cover some events, uh, which that would also help out with because we're going to be trying to go to different places, uh, be at conventions. Kind of our goal for this year is wind up. We've decided. Yeah, um, would love that. And uh, getting getting kind of good photo coverage there would be would be pretty awesome. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah, no. What I would love to see is the improvement that we've had over the past thirty weeks from where we were doing back then, where we're doing now. I would love to get that same feeling in another thirty weeks from where we are now and where we could be. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. that's why I'm always trying to shoot. That's why I'm always trying to research new equipment. I'm always trying to research different techniques that we can use while doing press coverage, while covering things like windup or, I mean, it would be incredible one day to like be able to give people our perspective press coverage from like an actual brand, like in the brand, you know what I mean? So Hmm. um, just regards to, you know, travel for that and like equipment and things like that. That's what a contribution we ended up going to. Um, In addition, it's all laid out in the Patreon page, but the big one, not the big one, but I think the one where I, I think I had the most uh, text copy on was um, our time because the reality is um, like for me and Michael, for us, it's like a 24 hour thing. Like I know it might sound weird saying that, but if you're one of the many people who have for some reason, which I don't mind, totally cool, have DM'd me at like three in the morning asking like if a pole jot was real, like (laughs) I I respond, I'm going to respond back, (laughs) I'm going to respond back warmed by the glow of my tiny cell phone screen in the dark you know what i mean yeah um because i don't like the idea and i I, it irks me when it happens if someone dms us or if someone emails us and they're waiting bro that irritates me like dude i don't i don't fucking like i'll be i'll be in the grocery store checking the dates on like milk for expiration i'll be thinking fuck i gotta get back this guy's email fuck i'm like what what am i doing with my life i've got to get that's how you come home with spoiled milk I'll just come home with 17 <laughs> cartons of spoiled milk and Becky will be like, where the fuck's all the other shit? No, listen, babe, I had to buy all this milk when I get home right now. All right, get the fuck out of my way. And then, <laughs> and then, and then she'll hit me because she's stronger than I am. You know? uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things also where we did decide, we talked about this, we decided to factor in our time as an operating expense because it's just, it's 24-7, man. It's not, it, I mean, now it's no longer the Instagram. It's the It's the Instagram, it's the site, it's the podcast, it's responding to everyone's emails, it's doing all the research, like, for questions what? that we get asked. Because we get asked a lot of questions, and I'll be like, fuck, I'm not really sure. Let me spend an hour looking into it so I can actually give this person a good answer, you know? I, I mean, and it's, it's yeah, our, our time is kind of, you know, anybody's time is important, but... Um... The, the cold, hard fact is that you and I don't have jobs that we go to and drone off at anymore. Um, right. <laughs> and I, I would I used to love like just answering DMs at, at my, you know, desk or whatever and, you know, doing that stuff on the clock. But I, I mean, 
you know now like kaz and i we're we're a hundred percent into this like yeah like this is it <laughs> whether it's you know whether it's doing stuff for for the site or you know keeping our heads above water with like freelance stuff or like writing for other places and this and that um you know the, our our time is um it's pretty it's pretty important <laughs> right yeah. now so, uh, so for, I mean, for surviving that, that being said what michael said is very important that being said two things um having having heard that you know by no means like like only contribute if like you guys are comfortable doing it you know what i mean yeah like that's like the reality because that's why i was talking who, the, who was that i think i was talking to ea8 earlier i think i was emailing him um i used to listen to like another podcast and I, I stopped because every episode is about how they felt like they should get paid for their time and it's like bro now i feel fucking guilty like i like i feel guilty listening to you you know what i mean yeah so that you know that being said only ever do it if it's if it's comfortable second thing michael do you have any idea how much money i made over the years pooping at work oh i mean I have, we can I we can make that a sur- <laughs> we can we can survey that we can um we Man, can have and- an inordinate amount of cash. An inordinate <laughs> amount of cash performing everyday bodily functions, which I could do in the forest for free. But no, I chose to do them at work. Like, 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 I, I remember there literally conversations where uh, I would get up, like, oh man, I, I, I really gotta go to the bathroom. Like in the morning before work, and, and my fiance would be like, oh, then go to the bathroom. No, 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 I'm saving it for work. And I would never explain. Like, I would never explain to her what that meant. You know what I mean? Well, well the, the the earning is is twofold because you you do that and then you save paper at home. I save paper. At home. I'm just baby. I'm trying to be frugal for us and our wedding. All yes. right. Yeah. Getting getting married. Get expensive. <laughs> getting getting married in eight months. It's gonna be crazy town. Yeah. But um. So in addition to those operating costs, uh, there's also a section on the Patreon page. Just kind of talking about how we really found like a lot of just like kindred awesome watch family folks just by doing the podcast. Like if you were like us and you felt like you were on the outside looking in within the watch world when everyone was talking about like $40,000 watches, like that was normal. If you felt like that, you were not alone. I felt like that when I first got into watches and like I thought I was alone, but it's just one of those things where doing this podcast and talking with everyone like, dude, no, we are not alone. Like, and if you felt like that, you know. It's important also, I feel like, to have a website you can go to, to have a podcast you can listen to where it's almost the voice of reason within horology. You know what I mean? Like what it's you mean you mean you weren't one of the bidders on the the Bow Die Rolex that sold for like five million? You you weren't um, bidding on that? I, I might have been the first bidder at a dollar. I might okay. have jumped in there. <laughs> I think I've the been- bidding I think I've the bidding actually started at 1.5 million or something like that. Oh, well, that's that's why I guess the guy ignored me then. What was that? That's the that's the fucking. It was like that last emperor of Vietnam or Vietnam, something. Vietnam, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five million dollars. Yes, five million sixty thousand four hundred twenty-seven dollars. Who bought it? Private. Private, Private who? collector. Private, just we don't know who he is. <laughs> private private dick hole esquire if you will (laughs) oh man but yeah so it's it's it sounds really weird but what we would love for the website to become is that place where you could go to load up the website look at the front page read about a watch and be like oh that's an awesome watch 
and it's not ten thousand dollars. It's not twenty thousand dollars. It's not even two thousand dollars. Like it's a, it's it's an accessible, real person watch. And in addition to that, we love the idea of covering brands that a lot of other um, watch press outlets won't cover. You know what I mean? So it's it's just incredible right now. We're reaching out to all these brands, and a lot of them are just so cool and happy and really willing to work with us. And so you know, a lot of really fun content coming up. So the other part of your contribution will be sort of you casting your vote to live in a more real world like orology niche like when like the actual watch collecting world where people are you know not eating dodo eggs you know what i'm saying yeah so um so having said that we have i think what what the, the pledges i mean it's only a dollar the pledge is just at a dollar i think yeah it's at a dollar um but one thing I didn't know about Patreon, well, first of all, Kaz and I, we were very doubtful, um, you know, when it came to Patreon. We weren't sure if we were comfortable with the idea. It, it actually took a lot for us to work the work up the courage to, like, make it and say, like, okay, um, you know, some people want to help us out. Um, <clears throat> let, let's find let's find the best way for them to do that. Um, but yeah, the, the first the first pledge is that um, it's at a dollar. That's kind yeah. of the so it's, easiest it's, way it's, to enter. It's at a dollar. It's only it's it's a dollar per month. But now what I wrote in the copy there is like you know what we would like recommend or what you could also think about if you're like a mm, dollar doesn't really seem like enough. We do we have it so like it's a dollar per episode per month. So four dollars a month. But by no means again like super do not feel obligated to do four bucks a month. Do whatever you're comfortable with. And if that's a dollar, awesome because every little bit is just. Uh, would just mean a lot, and so I'm pretty <laughs> sure. What's up? I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you and I both got equally excited about the dollar patrons as like anybody else that did more. <laughs> I don't know. I, I literally when I, I got the first notification, I I started screaming. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't scream in like a woo. I'm happy. I screamed in the same way like a bug would crawl on your leg. You know what I mean? Like okay. fucking like like Daniel Stern from Home Alone. You know what I'm saying? And so Becky was just like, what's going on? I'm like, we have patrons, or really patrons. She, she had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I did yeah, I, I, I did the same, well, almost the same kind of scream. <laughs> it was the scream like that you, one you scene. You remember that? <laughs> like that one scene in Bone Tomahawk where the guy gets scalped. Yeah, it's a little little more of an intense scream. Dude, I never but saw yeah. that movie. What is that movie? Is it good? Is there, are there any watches in it? It's like a Cowboys and Indians movie with like Kurt Russell. The pocket watch is in it? How many Rolexes are in it? No Rolexes, I think. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> but yes, a, a dollar a dollar a month, that's like, that's incredible. We, I mean, like we would be so grateful. Like we never even imagined that. Here's, um, here's, the, here's the funny thing. A couple of people actually DM'd us. And they're just like, yeah, man, a dollar's not enough. I'm like, well, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I only, I'm comfortable having it at a dollar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that dollar's going to stay up. I mean, as... The thing with Patreon is that um, it's going to evolve inevitably, and um, uh, but we're going to be very careful about the different tiers that we offer uh, because we really want to make sure that we reward our listeners in the best way possible. So, I, th- I mean, for now, yeah. that dollar slash four dollar range is going to be like the main one that's up there. Yeah, um, yeah. But in in the future, our our interest, you know, in addition to building the best kind of experience for the listeners and the readers is going to be to reward um, anyone that, you know, cares to be uh, like an extra special part of this. Um, 
So yeah, that, I guess that's the cool thing about Patreon. Well, here's the thing. Also, I have like Patreon makes you set goals, and it's like, oh, do you want to set a financial goal or like a like a like a like a number of Patreon goals? And I'm like, dude, fuck the financial goal. I don't give a shit about that. Really? Pa- yeah. And so I chose I chose the Patreon goal. You know, uh, the Patreon goal right now is set at a hundred patrons. Patrons. So when we reach a hundred patrons, we're gonna add. I'm super pumped about this. We're gonna add this new rewards tier. We're basically once a month. Um, with the fixed number of people, we're still trying to figure out how it's going to work. But a fixed number of people, you guys are going to jump on a Skype call with us for, I guess, like, what, like an hour? Is that, or like an hour, or however long it takes until people decide they're, they're tired of our bullshit? <clears throat> yeah, if anyone wants to talk to us. Yeah, I, it, that's just assuming any of you guys want to actually. <laughs> this might not work. People, it's, people, it, not, people might not find us. I'm probably, we're probably going to get flooded with emails. Yeah, man, can I, can, can I take my contribution back? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I could, I could mail you a check. <laughs> What, if, what if we only get sex bots on the on the Skype? Then we'll talk to the sex bots, dude. Whatever, we'll figure out whatever uh, whatever their algorithm is, and we'll just say like funny things to them, say funny things back to us. You know, Ex- excellent, excellent. We'll just like I'll just I'll just be like, oh, sex bot fifty three. My wife is in the other room, and she'll be like, oh, lock the door. I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, good, okay, we're figuring this out. We're figuring this out. <laughs> we're uh, good, you know. But yeah, so that's the idea. I think that would be something that would be so cool to do. Just. Get on a phone call with a fixed number of people, and then we all just talk. If and, and the thing is, it's every month. So if something happened that month that was relative and watch news or relevant and watch news, we'll talk about that. You know, if, maybe my cats will be there. I have no idea. There, she's here right now. She's licking. He's, she's my cat likes me literally licking her vagina like it's the, the most normal thing in the world. You know what I mean? So weird. <laughs> well, that's hey, Patreon. <laughs> that's yeah, that's Patreon. Patreon. That's sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm that. Yeah, that's 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 Patreon. Um, I don't. Uh, Do we cover everything with that? Because I literally, I literally don't want to talk about Patreon anymore. I don't want to dedicate any more airtime to Patreon. I think we're good. I think we can talk about the next thing, and that's the audio risk check. I'm gonna address kind of a listener question with mine. So, mm-hmm. do you want to go first? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm wearing the ever reliable Orient uh, uh, Neo 70s Solar Quartz Christmas Chronograph, the WV0051 TX. <laughs> this Very is, nice. Um, do you have we it on the shiznit as usual? I, yeah, I have it. This is this is where it lives. I mean, I've tried it on other straps. I threw the bracelet out because it was worthless. Um, it's basically tin foil, so I use, it, I use it to poach fish, and then I threw it out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but this, I have it on a toxic shiznit right now. So uh, toxic shiznit, it's from um, Toxic Nados. Uh, Terry Williams is building these over um, here in the states. Um, they're really really cool. I mean, they're a lot of fun. It's a herringbone like kind of seatbelt weave. I can't. Like, I can't wear other NATOs now. I feel, like, so cliche and, like, weird when I say that, but I've tried wearing other NATOs, and I was just like, eh, all right, you know? Like, okay. yeah. Okay, I, I want to talk about that strap really, just really, really quick. Yes. Because there's something that I noticed in the photos about that strap. Yes. Um, and it's, I think it's his priciest strap, right? I don't know about the. I mean, like I think the uh, the, the toxic ruse, those leather natos uh, made from toxic. Oh, uh, okay. I think those are. I think those are more expensive. I think this is between like twenty and thirty bucks, maybe. Or, I don't know. Okay, so are the edges are the edges of that nato thicker than the rest of it? Because that's what it looks like in some of the photos. Or is or am I just going nuts? Not really. It's a. Di- I mean, like. It's a different weave on the edge in order to like hold the herringbone like weave in the middle, the seatbelt weave in the middle together. It's not thicker, like you don't feel it on your wrist, but if you drag your finger across it, you will feel the different weaves. But it's mm. it's super, super soft. 
Like this is the most comfortable NATO I've ever had on my wrist. Hmm. I think you know what I'm gonna, saying? I think I'm gonna try a couple because he has go for it. He's got some new Bond ones in. Well, he's got well he he has both twenty and twenty two for <clears> like <throat> a bunch of colors, and they were sold out for a while. And maybe ah uh, the Bonds are actually out of stock. Fuck the twenty millimeters out of stock. Twenty two is in stock. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm actually finally gonna try one. I'm sorry. Continue with the watch. No, go for it. No, it, it's uh, I'll, dude, I'll talk about this strap all day. I'll talk about toxic nails all day. It's good shit. Definitely check it out because these things sell out fast. And I mean, this the, the coolest thing right now that he's uh, that he's doing. So um, we'll put a link up in the show notes um, as well. But yeah, so um, the, the 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 Christmas chronograph, the Orient um, Neo Seventies, it lives on this toxic shiznit. It's um. It was made in 2016 in December for Christmas in uh, JDM, so it's Japanese domestic market only. They only made a thousand of them, and this one is I always forget. This one is number 884 of a thousand, and uh, I love it. It's the Solar Quartz Chronograph. It's super reliable. There's something extremely pleasing about the shape of the watch. I also realized this morning I haven't done a review for it yet, and a lot of people like this watch, so I'm, I will be doing a review for it soon, so keep an eye out for that. I just have to dig up the stock bracelet. I, I literally don't know where I threw it. <laughs> I, don't think, just, I don't think there is a review of that watch anywhere. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. In all honesty, probably there's... I mean, I think, I, I think I'm the only person putting them up on Instagram. I think it's... I think I'm putting mine up... I I've seen one up for like a like a random Japanese store, but it was a stock somebody, photograph. Somebody got a panda one recently. Yes. Oh no! Why did you say that? I don't remember his name. Uh, I I'm gonna pull it up. Name. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. You pull it up. You pull it. Uh, you 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 pull it up. I'll pull it out. It is uh, <laughs> M Stu GT. Yes. What up, dude? Yes. He um he got the panda dial. I don't know if those are limited edition, but it's part of the Neo Seventies. Uh, Orient um, Solar Chronograph JDM series, and so Neo Seventies. These Neo Seventies chronographs is really cool, like vintage inspired uh, Solar Quartz chronographs. They're putting out in Japan, and um, they're just they're they're just sweet. I just I I I don't understand why they're not more popular. This watch also people keep help, people people keep getting mad. I, I don't say the prices of the watches. I think I paid two hundred and thirty bucks for this watch, hmm. which okay. is fucking fucking incredible. For a watch that are only all, there's only a thousand of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, I'm out of breath. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm wearing. I love it. I'm gonna have this watch forever. I'm looking forward to doing the review as soon as I find the fucking bracelet. I don't know where the bracelet's at. Um, but yeah, what are you? Um, I think I, I think I, I think I covered everything with that. What are you wearing, dude? Yeah. So, um, I gave the uh, I gave the Bulova a rest. Believe it or not, <laughs> sleep well, sweet prince. Yeah, because it actually—I mean, like I said, it's—it's it's been getting really hot around here, and um, you know, your okay. wrist starts your wrist starts to swell. So, like, stainless steel kind of isn't the best choice. Um, oh shit! Okay, that's funny. Well, I mean, what is that? Twenty-two millimeter, or twenty-four. On the Bulova, it's actually yeah. twenty. Yeah. Whoa. Weird. Yeah, it's actually it's twenty. Yeah, it's a, it's a big watch and it's a twenty millimeter lug width. Okay, so, so you you put that watch to rest. You re- you send it out to pastors. Yeah, yeah. That that watch is in the box and I I whipped out kind of like an old favorite. It's the um, it's the SRP triple seven. Triple seven, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is the one that I always say feels like home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, a listener um 
Brav0813. What up, dude? Uh, kind of, you know, he's, I guess he's considering it. He said that he was checking it out on, on LongIslandWatch.com, and he was, um, you know, he was curious about some of the impressions that I had after, you know, having it for some time. Um, and it's kind of, if there's one thing that I love about this watch is that it's kind of like the quintessential Seiko. Like it, it, I think it embodies everything okay. that Seiko, that a Seiko should be. Um, and I have it on this kind of one piece nylon strap and it's just like, it's killer. <laughs> I think, I think everyone should have one of these. I had is it one of, of those RF style? Yes. Yes. Okay, that, cool. I I actually almost um don't wear NATOs anymore. Um, Interesting. You've you've evolved past the NATO. I don't know if I've evolved. I just really like <laughs> that you don't get the extra bulk under the case with the RAF straps. It's just yeah. I no, I hear you. The thing is, I wear my watches so tight that kind of that extra bulk in the strap just kind of indents itself into my my dermis's subcutaneous fat. <laughs> Like that's how tight I wear. Like I wear, I wear the watches, so I can't like, I can't tell. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. But, but I uh, yeah, you know, for for your question, um, you know, on my impressions of the watch, this this is kind of, I still think it's the best watch that was released in 2016. Um, I can see that. Oh yeah. I, you know, aside from something like the Doxa 50th anniversary professional or sea rambler or shark hunter uh which look incredible <laughs> but they they can get they can get kind of pricey um this is kind of a brand uh going all out into a, a vintage reissue and uh it's not exact 100% i think the i think the case on the old 6309 is a little bit bigger or smaller i can't i actually think the older one is a little bit smaller but i could be wrong um and yeah I almost feel like this watch, uh, the SRP Triple Seven, on like a like a single nylon one piece. I mean, that could be like the one watch anybody ever has, mm. and uh, you know, it can. I think it can hold its own in in any collection, really, or any you know get together where everyone's like swinging their dicks around with like panerais <laughs> and stuff. Uh, it's just it's it's a great watch, like completely vertically integrated um in-house for r36 movement with the hacking and hand winding um you know that design is built upon the 7s26 which is i mean completely immortalized as a movement right um yeah and i (laughs) it's funny as much as i'm talking it up i have had instances where i feel like selling it well, because you're some kind of like like urology masochist, bro. You just you just like man, <laughs> man. I love this watch. I'm a fucking sell it. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, dude. Well, so I'm problem, not surprised you, that you feel that way. The problem the problem with Seiko is that you're always thinking about the next thing up that they offer. But then you put this watch on wrist, and you're like, no, nah, man, I don't really need it, <laughs> bro. Here's the thing, bro. You you can be a Seiko polygamist. Hashtag Seiko polygamist. Like you can have more than one. You know what I'm saying? Like That's, you don't and, have yeah, to. Yeah, and and I I do have I do have more than one. I actually yes. I think I think that one day, um, you know, if <laughs> if the freelancing goes better, <laughs> maybe I'll get something with a like a six R fifteen, um, and then eventually maybe something with the uh, the eight series movements like the Marine. Oh Master shit! Yeah. 300. Hell yeah. 
Um, those are really, really cool, like the SPDX-017. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... I think, I, do, I think this is going to be it's going to be my summer watch that that's that's the bottom line i think you can get something with the 6r15 for like in the 300 area yeah that's true i mean uh, kind of the sumos are, are pretty the sumos pretty, this, pretty well um, circulated the s the, the sarg 009 slash 0011 those the that tudor ranger rolex explorer looking one you know what oh, I mean? oh yeah that is a nice one um, you really the, lo- you you love that watch i love that fucking watch and i still don't have it for some reason shouldn't, <laughs> should, shouldn't have quit my job <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us <laughs> no, no i i on a side note uh, taking myself out of that professional situation was just so incredible i i I feel like I'm taking back control and I'm much happier. And thank you for everyone who emailed me. It was just like, hey, man, I don't know if you're, like, doing the right thing. Like, hopefully I responded to everyone appropriately. I let you guys know what, like, the real situation was. So, yeah. But so the funny thing is about the Sacred Turtle, you 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 make a good point. You said, I think you said you could see it kind of, you know, like, holding its own and, like, expensive watches or whatever. I think that's, like, the only watch I've ever seen span the entire spectrum of Instagram collections. From people who that's like their most expensive watch to people who that's like their like cheapest watch, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone loves that fucking watch. Yeah, I mean I've <coughs> you know <coughs> even even if you kind of even if you love Seiko, but you're not somebody that wants to collect like fifteen to twenty different kinds of Seiko. Mm-hmm. There's actually more kinds of Seiko. Um you can have <laughs> you can have the something like the SRP triple triple seven. And have kind of the entire embodiment of Seiko in your collection with this one watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of the only thing that I thing that I think would be better is uh, if Seiko offered some kind of modern uh, GMT, like full mechanical GMT. Um, Within, like, 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 in the turtle, or just like independently, like a, like a, like a reissue of the, of the, of the world timer, or whatever. It's yeah, called. maybe some kind of reissue of the world timer, or something else, something like the SUN 023, which is like their kinetic GMT now. Right. Um, but it's it's kinetic, and, and those like you really have to wear those to keep them charged up. Uh, at least here's, I hear. Here's the thing, logistically, from a business point of view, I don't see the world timer reissue happening because. The machinery that they need to make the 6R15 and to make the 4R35, whatever the fuck it's called, those are already running. You know what I mean? I don't even know what the logistic fucking nightmare would be for them to figure out and get the assembly line back together to do the automatic GMT. Or at least like, 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 you know, one in like the three to seven hundred dollar price range, you know? You know who would know? Spencer Klein. (laughs) Yeah, Spencer Klein. God. I love. I, I love his Instagram feed. Yeah, and I, lo- I love his YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about Roger Moore passing away recently, and he... Um, so we sad. Can, yeah, we can link it in the show notes. Um, yeah, Seikoholic actually put a pretty pretty awesome video together of all the, uh, or at least most of the Seiko watches that Roger Moore during his, uh, his period as Bond. And like we were discussing, he had a 5513 at one point mm-hmm. um, with a buzzsaw bezel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he actually, he wore a lot of Seiko. So, um, but yeah, that's, oh, that's the watch. That's the watch I'm wearing. Um, and dude for, you know, Brav0813, if you have any other questions, kind of just DM us and, and we'll talk about the watch. It's, I think it's a great choice for anyone that's looking for a solid Seiko diver. 
Yeah. I think it's one of those things where if you've made the choice, hey, I want to take a diver, but I don't really know which one I want to get. I like the way this one looks. I like the way this one looks, bro. You could go with the turtle and you'll you'll be fine. If I mean, obviously, if it's if it's like if you're comfortable affording it. Like there are some other sacred divers which are less, you know, which are great as well. But like if you're comfortable with that, like three to four hundred area, and you're looking for the coolest sacred diver to get, like in that price range, you'd be hard pressed to beat the turtle. Yeah. So the SRP triple seven on Amazon right now, Prime. <clears throat> This is actually, I think this might be the lowest I've ever seen it. It's two fifty nine, Amazon shit. Prime. Um, and, That's incredible, actually. And it's funny the seven SRP seven seven five that comes with the bracelet, and it actually kind of has these gilt, uh, sort of gold accents. Yes, yes. It's cheaper. It's two thirty nine. <laughs> so okay, I take um, that back. If you're looking at like the two hundred dollar area, dude, just yeah. get this fucking watch. And right. I've I've actually. I have the page pulled up. I've never seen this one on Prime before because I think it's a, I think it might be a Europe European only model. It's the SRP seven seven three, which is it's an all blue dial, blue bezel with the bracelet for two ninety four. Oh, wow! And they still have some of the Patty ones for three twenty four. You dat Patty! Wow. Okay, man, I love Seiko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Oh gosh! So should we um, should we move on to the main topic? Let's just let's. Uh, I'll move over the main topic. This is kind of a fun one. Uh, this one is inspired by. Um, well, I probably should look those names before. I really should write down motherfuckers' names. I think it's Brink Time. It's Brink Time. We talked about it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Good. What up, Brink Time? This one is inspired by you, man. You've been talking to us about this for a long time, and we've been trying to figure out the right place to do it, and we're just like, fuck it, let's just do it now. We want to kind of talk about jobs in the watch industry, but like not like. The typical ones, like, oh, if someone says, I'm going to work in the watch industry, it's like, oh, what do you know about making watches? I don't know anything about making watches, but I want to work in the watch industry. Like, I think it would be fun to kind of get an idea because it also, I think it's also important to understand the different jobs and roles in the watch industry, especially as like a buyer, man. You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is, in my opinion, the reality is the way consumer products and consumerism works in regards to the actual retail price the user gets, the more motherfuckers that have to put their hands on anything to do with the product, the more that thing is going to cost. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. In my opinion, that's generally how it works. Because everyone that had anything to do with that watch or anything that had to do with that watch has to get paid. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, you know, Slovenia, where people just are slaves. I have no idea. I, if anyone, if, I don't know if anyone listens to Slovenia. <laughs> I don't know if Slovenia is real. I it think it's sounds, real. It sounds very real. But I don't know if it is. <laughs> if I'm offending someone, please do not be offended. I, I am a gimp invalid, and there's really nothing that I, I could do that really should offend anyone. But but yeah, so that's I think it's important to talk about those different rules. So obviously, like 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 I don't know, like like where would we start? Like what makes sense? Obviously, you know, watchmaker. I think that's like the most obvious ones. Like the guys who are actually in the factories putting the watches together. Which is even confusing because, I mean, watches, the watch parts aren't even all assembled in the same place sometimes. Well, that's kind of, you know, that's really interesting because I've never, um, I've never talked to somebody about that specific role um, to the point where they said like, oh, that's a dumb idea. Every time I hear that role discussed, it's always like, oh my God, the world needs more watchmakers. Um, <laughs> yes, because there, there's actually, you know what's funny? I think there's currently a shortage yeah, that's what I, I mean. Like I said, that's what I keep. That's what I keep hearing. 
Um, and you know, we have entire schools, like you have the Hayek school in South Florida and you have yep. like the, the Wastop uh, school set up here in, in Seattle. Um, did you say Vostok? Wastep, W-O-S-T-E-P. Oh my God. I'm like, Michael, those are Vostok. Michael, I am moving. <laughs> I am packing all seven of my things and moving to Seattle to go to the Vostok school. <laughs> Bye, Becky. <laughs> Bye, Becky. I love you, babe. Feed the cats, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess there there's a huge need for that. But, you know, not, not everybody is kind of thinking of that sort of hands-on um, role, mm-hmm. as cool as it is. Um, you know, when we talk to Nick from Orion Watches, you know, he, he attends, uh, I think it's the Watch Technology Institute here in Seattle, nice. by Seattle. And a lot of people just kind of want to, you know, receive <clears throat> the training and, and get hired by a brand. Um hmm be it at like an official repair store uh, or, you know, on location kind of manufacturing the watches. Um, but I don't know, because at the same time, some of the really big manufacturers have their own schools. Um, I think Rolex, Patek, Rolex, yeah. Patek have them. Um, yeah. I know even even like La Chuta, um, Germany does it, where you hmm. can get sort of dual certified for for their timepieces or, or other stuff. But, you know, that's that's a very specialized role. But, you know, that is one of the roles. You know you know what one fascinates me? And this is one that cause I think it's kind of relevant because we're we're talking to a lot of these people directly right now. Like 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 people who work for watch brands, but in like a PR capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That fascinates me because what I'm seeing is that some brands will hire uh, firms. They'll hire Usually they're PR firms or they're advertising firms with the with the PR kind of rolled into like the brand bundle and everything like that. Or they're in-house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, like AP, for example, they distribute all of their kind of PR stuff to the bloggers and, and everything through a PR firm. Uh, I think Christopher Ward does the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a common practice, but that's kind of just working in in PR or, or marketing. So if, if that's, you know, if that's something that you have experience in or, you know, you have <clears> skills in, you can just kind of go out and look for that. It's just, in, in my mind, it's yeah. like getting another PR or marketing job. Right, but here's the thing. If you, if you have marketing experience and you have PR experience and like, dude, I would love to do PR for like a watch brand. If all the watch brands are just using firms and PR agencies, you have to go and apply like through the agency. Like there's no like 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 you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how many brands actually have like in-house people. Like it's it's one of those things where when you have a passion and you want to work for that industry, there's not really I think a like a role for you sometimes because you don't necessarily have to be obsessed with watches to work as a watch PR person. As weird I, as that sounds. I would say most at least in my experience, I think most are actually in-house. You think um, so? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, right now I have I have a position open up on Indeed.com for Retail Merchandiser Seiko Corporation of America in Seattle, Washington. This is oh a new this is a re- revelation for me. I really have to move to fucking Seattle. Wastock <laughs> is fucking there. Seiko <laughs> is fucking there. Cast, or Cast is going to be there soon. You yeah, I, didn't, I actually didn't know they were in Seattle, Washington. But yeah, they, they kind of hire their, their own people, be it for merchandising or, uh, I mean, we've, you know, we're in touch with some people um, 
in charge of like their PR and, and marketing yes. stuff. So we, we know brands like Seiko do it all in house. Um, you know, what's funny actually, I'm realizing this. I think the brands that do it in house and the brands that use like firms and stuff like that, there's a difference because the ones that do it in house seem to have a really good grasp on like social media and how to put themselves out there digitally. Seiko is doing an incredible job with that. Like I, I I'm like 100% certain that they work with, uh, uh, influencers, which is another job within neurology, which we can talk about more in a second. But yeah. then there are other brands which I'm pretty sure use firms, and they they are still using the wicked witches flying monkeys to disseminate their fucking PR PR press kits all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just like in the Stone Age. So I think maybe would it be better for the industry if all of these brands just did in-house PR? I think I think it's an issue that some of them don't want to be bothered with. So, so they just pay they pay somebody you know some kind of firm um through a contract to just take care of it dude you know? listen listen I, okay fucking listen along in sony or whatever or however the fuck you say your name <laughs> they, hire, they're, they're getting better they're they're getting they're getting better <laughs> hire me i will i will take all my shits on the clock i'll burn every piece of paper you give me and i'll make sure to text about three people the things you tell me to do Money, uh, please. All right. <laughs> Along in Sony, however you say your name, fucking call me, dude. Are they are they Swiss or they German? I have no idea. They are German. Yes. German. Hey, very cool. Very very cool. So yeah, yeah, guys, call me or however you say call me in German. I I I don't know German. I think they actually got their Instagram like maybe a little over a year ago. Um, and for a while there was an account on Instagram that had like 40,000 <laughs> 40, followers. I think it was called like I Love Longa, and uh, everybody thought it was the official page, but it just wasn't. You know, that's incredible. You were telling me, bro, we got We've got to start uh, an Instagram page for HMT watches, and make it seem like we're the official HMT watch people. Are, are those are those like the hydro mechanical ones? No, those are the those are the Hindustan ones. We, we talked about that HMT. Remember? Oh, that's right. But they're owned by like a tooling company or something. Bro, we're tools. That's cool. Well, I'm a tool. You're cool. You're cool. I'm a tool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, HMT watches. Yep, there they are. Dot IN. <laughs> do not click that. It's going to open up into like a flash Bollywood player. You do not want that right now, dude. Too late. No. But yeah, so I, 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 I think the PR thing is probably... The PR job is probably the one within the watch world that people don't really think of a lot, but it's also a weird one. Like, it's it's it's... I don't know how those positions get well, well. So you were saying there's a position right now for Seiko in Seattle. Now is that for like retail? Because you said because I heard the word retail, or is that specifically for like digital outreach, public relations, uh, merchandising? Um, okay, so it might be for like a regional product distributor. Yeah. Or like or, or like or like a regional brand manager. It's very vague. <laughs> Good written and verbal communication skills required. <laughs> oh, I can't apply for that. Conducting seminars, reporting via email and voicemail to yeah, your supervisor. You're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a regional product manager, so like you know, yeah, going to ads and shit like that. So okay, yeah, I can't do that. People people don't like me. I can't do that. Yes, because yeah. you need a valid driver's license and proof of insurance. Well, I'm not, well, Michael, I have those. I I'm, <laughs> are you I sure? Be, I might be. I, I might be invalid, but I can drive. I think <laughs> it's been a few days. I don't drive anymore. <clears throat> Oh, that's funny. That's right. You know, I mean, you you you, you should take you take the bus everywhere, right? 
Yeah, I take the bus everywhere, man. I don't yeah, know yeah, like yeah. You, you you don't take the bus here in Florida. It's fucked right. up. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless it's the Disney bus. The Disney bus is incredible. I I love that bus. Yeah. You know. Well, there there's so, also sales. You know. I think that's the other one. That's actually probably weird as we just sounded. That might be the most accessible job within horology sales. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's one of those things where you could technically work in watch sales, but not even for like a watch brand. You could do it through like a department store. Right. I mean, uh, uh, um, even those mall kiosks, you know what I'm saying? As weird as that sounds, it's one of those things where it's just, it's easiest to get into watch sales. So like I know here, uh, really funny because I was looking, um, incidentally because I have no job right now, I was looking and uh, <laughs> they're hiring, there's a Movado, there's a, there, there's a Movado boutique here. And there's a a, car, a Cartier, fine Cartier Tampis. That's not a very good accent. <clears throat> I'm sorry. If anyone's you're, French, I'm so sorry. You're close. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. uh, they're both hiring, but they're hiring on complete opposite sides of town. You know what I mean? But what's right. funny is I was reading it and I'm like, okay, I technically am qualified to go to the Movado one. But I'm clearly not qualified for the, <laughs> for the Cartier one. You know what I mean? And yeah. the thing is, I, 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 I just think it's one of those things that's interesting. And these, these are sales? Sales roles? Sales, yeah, yeah, sales. It's a retail, uh, both part-time retail positions, you know? Um, because yeah. it's, it's easy, I think, because most sale and retail positions, depend, if, it's a luxury brand, if, it's, if it's a luxury brand, it's going to be difficult. But if it's like a non-luxury brand, I'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely more logical to assume you would get that position over like uh like a pr position at seiko you know what i'm saying i mean i kind of feel like that would suck overall unless you're like a manager or something you think so i don't know i feel it well it depends so the thing Dude, is, I, I, I feel like it's going to be like working at guitar center like <laughs> hey you better sell this much by like the 12th of each month or you're not getting a check at all Bro, like, I'm just going to go to Guitar Center and I'm going to play as loud as I can the first 35 seconds to Cowboys from Hell for five minutes. All right. I always did What's My Age Again. <laughs> my mind was either Cowboys from Hell. I don't, I don't even know why. I just thought that <laughs> I thought that riff made me look cool. All right. Nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, it was that or I would... Uh, I think I would do um what the fuck was it called? It's a Metallica song. I can't remember. Eh, fuck it. But yeah, well, I, I well, well, I, I don't know. It depends. I think if you love virology and if you so the, the the thing with sales is obviously yeah you know they're gonna be quotas you have to make. But if you love talking about watches, if you love explaining watches that people don't know, especially if you know Spanish, because that's that's a bad thing here in Florida. If you just love being outgoing. It makes sense. You know what I mean? I feel like you can make it work, you know? Yeah, that's true. You um, have to you'd have to find the 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 good parts. Not saying it's going to be awesome all the time, but but yeah, urology retail. I think that's the big one. I think the other cool one which I mentioned before which I want to talk about cuz I think it's one of the more like newer evolving ones. It's the it's the social media influencer. The social media influencer yep. is a fucking super viable watch industry job. That's not really a job. <laughs> yeah, that's more of like a passive income kind of thing. Um, yeah, but you don't necessarily like you don't have to fill out a job application, but brands will come to you and they'll be like, hey, man, uh, we'll pay you this much or whatever because you have 50,000 followers and you have this percent engagement. 
uh, we'll pay you this much to go and take over our brand Instagram for a weekend. Yeah, but getting 50,000 followers takes longer than filling out a job application. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. That's that's true. But the, here's the thing. Anybody can do it. Yeah. An Instagram, being an Instagram influencer, I mean, really, the credentials are non-existent. It's a fucking, like, a level playing field. You know what I'm saying? Right. But here's the yeah. thing also. You just, it's not just a matter of just kind of having followers, like buying followers, because you can buy followers now. If you are even considering being an Instagram influencer, do not fucking buy followers because your engagement is going to be shit. And by engagement, I mean the, the relation of how much interaction your posts have in regards to your followers. So if you have like 50,000 followers, but you only have like 100 likes and like five comments on each post, that's, that's not good as far Wait. as a brand's concerned. Well, you have people buying accounts as well. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get that. That's That only makes sense if the account you're buying has strong engagement for the niche you're targeting. Yeah, so before you buy the account, just say, hey, what's the demographic? You know, Is it in line with what I want to use the account for? And people buy accounts all the time. You think they sell them for watches, like watch accounts? Why haven't we bought one yet? <laughs> uh, it's more fun kind of doing our own thing. <laughs> I love I I love just going to the watch fam hashtag and just looking at pictures and saying, dude, those markers are awesome, or bro, those lugs are sick. Like if you if I commented on one of your pictures like that and that's how you started listening, what's up? Because I fucking <laughs> just I just love doing that. It's so much fun. <laughs> Emoji train. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, sweet lugs, cheer symbol, fist, cheer symbol, fist, cheer symbol, fist, sunglasses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's <so> ridiculous. <laughs> that's my life now, dude. That's 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 the new Kaz. You but can yeah, also so by- be some kind of brand rep, you know, maybe even like go to Basel, stuff like that. You know, so set up the meetings with the uh the press outlets and you know everything. How did I mean but like you'd probably I mean that I I, I think that would fall under the remit of PR work, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But you have you have the people kind of like in the cubicles, and you have the people going to the shows also. Oh, very, very true. Very so, like, like a, like um, like an on the road representative. Right, right, yeah. That's tough. That's that's. I feel like that's tough. I I, I've met them before, especially at like the Seiko boutique, and I can only imagine how like, how grueling it is to travel that often. So unless you're like, unless you like traveling, <laughs> like that, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really, it could be just. Like traveling for sales. I mean, and and just mm. just like sales, you have kind of you know the direct sales to you know, the people walking into the stores, or sales to um to like ads and stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, a lot of these but, jobs might might have you traveling. Michael, if you could do anything, if you could do any specific job in the watch world that's not watch like maker or marketing, because we're already sort of doing that, what would you do? Like what would you what would you want to contribute? Like not worrying about if you'd get the job, you would get the job, um, right. and it would be and it would be appropriate salary. Like what would be like the dream watch job? Obviously not what we're currently doing right now, or as a watchmaker. Um, well, <laughs> I think actually more of what I do now, mm-hmm. um, kind of like that's more on the watch journalism side of things. Sure, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so more work with just the um, the publications that I work with now. So, um, you know, like a blog to watch or, um, you know, I work with Crown and Caliber as well. And, and Two Rogue Watch Knobs. You work with Two Rogue Watch Knobs? Yep. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I, that's at least for me, that's that's as much fun as I have, um, you know, and kind of just exploring all of the different, you know, possibilities with that, that that would be it. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if it's something that I've never done before, um, yeah, maybe something like a brand wrap where I could, you know, kind of travel and, you know, show people these like crazy watches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know about watchmaker. I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> no, because I, I feel like I feel like that's the one that everyone romanticizes. The watchmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alone. I mean, that's, that's something that you're trying. Sort of. I'm a watch printer. You see, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very new. That's that's a very new role that we could talk about. <laughs> um, the way I'm approaching Rivka is not so much watchmaking. I'm approaching it more as kind of like um, design expression. Like there's just this thing that I wanted to do. There's this passion that I have, and there are just these certain ideas that I can't get out of my head. And the only times things ever feel right for me are when I'm sitting down with my pencil, graph paper, and my laptop with my CAD, and when I'm just literally hacking away at blocks, kind of shaping things into a shape that makes sense. So my 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 design perspective is a little um, is a little chaotic. I design in the moment. I don't necessarily have a specific shape or idea in my head, but I'll be is like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like a case diameter met a lug width, but the lug width did like something weird or did this specifically. And from there, it kind of spans out. So if you guys have heard me talk about organic design, that's like my perspective on organic design. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a watchmaker. I think I'm just an asshole with a 3D printer and a CAD, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, well, that's that's a cool role and, and something that you can explore on your own and you know, blaze your own trail. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do the write-ups. I mean, y'all keep an eye out this week for the write-ups. Um, I want to do like an introduction, just kind of an idea, talking a little bit more about my design perspective, and then the next piece is going to be on um, the case, the case yeah. of Rivka. Um, I have another one. I have another mm. job that's kind of. Um, tickled my pickle from time to time <laughs> show me how your pickle gets tickled michael kind of uh so like an independent watch seller um interesting you know, kind so, of like this like i'm talking about this the, the big guys like back to david sw okay or, or people like takuya or like lunar oyster um hq what would, milton what would like, you sell well these <laughs> these guys um well first of all it takes a huge amount of startup capital to, of course to get into this but you know these guys almost like out of their garages <laughs> are, mm-hmm. are running these operations where they you know sell like double red sea dwellers or like great white sea dwellers or like you know red subs and like just so like to, totally to make, crazy shit to know? make the idea viable in my opinion i don't like angel investors i don't like the idea of outside investments outside because no, 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 no. the thing is no. then you have another obligation another fucking thing to worry about alone yeah. you know you'd have to figure out something that you could do with low overhead that really all you would need is your ingenuity and your sweat equity so obviously yes. we're not selling sea dwellers no no, we're what not. would you I, sell? I've, I've never touched one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? Wasn't the guy that? W- 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 I mean, w- wasn't the guy taking your blood wearing one? That's true. He had a sea dweller. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and I chased him out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's that's a really funny story that I've yeah I so I took out a life insurance policy just like quick story I took out a life life insurance policy and um my wife didn't need the physical exam or whatever but I guess because of some family history that I had some person had to come to my house and draw blood and take a pee sample and this and that because so weird man and the guy had like a freshly overhauled sea dweller and I mean, you, you see subs everywhere, but you know, I saw the date and I saw like no Cyclops. I'm like, oh man, it's a fucking sea dweller. Like that's yep. really cool. And I was like, Hey, that's like a really nice, you know, sea dweller you have there. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he immediately like flipped the rubber thing off of my arm. Like blood came out and just like slapped <laughs> the bandaid on. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, my wife got it for me. You know, I, I took it in for the, the servicing. It was super expensive. Yeah, we're done here. I just need you to sign here and uh, I'll <laughs> be on my way. Just got to get the fuck out of your home now, sir. Yeah, I, I guess he thought that I was going to kill him for his watch. Well, um, Michael, you were supposed to. That's that, That's that's the proper course of action. <laughs> yes. You grab your kitchen knife, which you use to cut mushrooms and radishes, and you jam into his chest as hard as you can. Yeah. And then you're, up, and then you're up 10,000. I've cut myself pretty bad with that same knife, so that, that would have worked. Just imagine what it would do plunging through someone's sternum and getting right into their heart. For, for a watch? <laughs> a nice watch. That's, that's a nice watch. Uh, so yes, okay. So you can be a a murderous watch thief. That's, that's another rule, I guess. Please we can talk about. Please do not be a murderous watch thief. There are much better murderous role thieves for you to be. Art, art be an art thief. It's sexy. All right. I think arms God. dealer, kind of arms dealer, is pretty cool. If I, if I could be like Nicolas Cage in that I, Lord of War I was going to say, didn't... I mean, isn't the takeaway from that movie that arms dealing is bad? Yeah, it's, it's very bad. It's a, it's a ter- <laughs> terrible, terrible thing. Hey, did you see the whole movie or did you just see the first 10 minutes? I saw the whole movie, but apparently, okay, the, apparently the money's great and Jared Leto is your brother, so... I, I, I would love for Jared Leto to be my brother. And you have cool, cool Russian names. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're Russian dudes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have no idea no what we're talking about. Well, independent watch dealer. That's what it was. Yes, continue. Well, yeah. What, I, you, well, what, what would you sell? I'm sorry. What would you sell, Michael? What would you want to sell? I mean, I, I think it'd be cool to sell like just like a bunch of Rolex. Like th- those guys, you know, HQ Milton. They're in San Francisco, and that's that's kind of like their thing. Vintage Rolex. They do. Yep. And and their pricing is. I mean, this is nothing in the realm of two broke watch knobs, but for like for Rolexes, their pricing is actually pretty good. Um, I think most of them are like no box and papers. Like it's just the watch and like, you know, they, they, they can, they're flexible. You know, they offer discounts and stuff like that. And the they best, get like a bunch of really cool stuff all the time. You know, yeah. the best price on a 36 millimeter Rolex, um, Explorer one I ever saw was on, on their website. I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was the lowest I'd ever, I'd ever seen. Excuse me. Yeah. Or, and they actually, they, they currently have, um, in stock, a Tudor Submariner reference 7923, <laughs> which is, um, I think it's the most expensive uh, watch to sell on eBay. So Jesus. whatever person whatever person decided to put it on eBay, put it on eBay. But I guess with eBay, if the bidding gets over $99,999, there has to be some kind of weird credit check with whoever wants to bid or like background check with whoever oh. wants to bid like above that okay so the person sold it for nine ninety nine thousand 
$999 or something like that. <laughs> and I guess HQ Milton bought it because after, oh, after, the, after the story broke on like Odinki and like a bunch of other people that covered it, it showed up on their site. So um, that's so how much are they selling it for? Uh, <laughs> that is price upon request, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. That, uh, that's, there's, that's that's, that's, that, in my experience, that's a fancy way of saying, bro, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there are some other independent dealers like that. Graham Fowler in New York city. He's, he's like that as well, but he, right. he's kind of like a mix. He does this sort of, um, kind of USA made like apparel plus like really expensive watches. Cause I guess he, um, I guess he was a collector from like a really young, young age and has like a ton of like British military watches and French military watches and stuff like that. So you, you see them on his site. Uh, I think vintage is kind of the way to go. If you're going to be um, an independent dealer. Right. You, you know, you, you know what? I mean, you know, what makes me a lot of fun. This popped into my head. Being an independent dealer in the states for um, old Soviet watches. Yeah, I mean, oh, is there would one? Would that be is no? There one? Um, sort of. Um, um, there's one. I don't want to say his name because he overcharges. You know what I mean? Okay. And I'm not super confident in his ability to assess what he gets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's just. You'd have to. Well, the other reality is working with Soviet watches as an independent dealer. My margins would be completely fucked compared to you selling Rolexes. I would have to push so much goddamn product. <laughs> it's not yeah. even funny. You know but really, I mean? really, with with things like Rolex, you can. I think you can buy from dealers or shops that don't have stock that's moving. Or have the majority of your stock come from individuals who just need the cash right now? Um, Interesting. But you would have to sell like you'd have to sell three or four watches a month. I'd have to sell mm, four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean the uh, the same thing. You can you can be kind of a, an independent retailer for um you know maybe brands that you don't see everywhere, and and I think that's the case with uh, Long Island Watch because oh shit, that's a good point. Yeah. If I want to buy a marathon like a T-SAR, like a G-SAR or something, I'm going to go there. Yep. Um, or, a, yeah. or a Squala. Squala. Yeah, yeah. He has them on the site, but it's weird. You kind of you click on it, and it just takes you to the Squala site. <laughs> oh, God damn, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a dealer for, for stuff like Squala, Marathon, Seiko. Um, sometimes Seikos you can't find in a lot of places you know yeah you have say japan like that i mean that's that's oh, one yeah. dude you know that that's that seems point. like it would be it would be pretty fun uh you know if you're, I, you if know you're more could, sales you know what i could do i could sell specifically pole shot 31 33s yeah you could be that guy you could make a decent margin <laughs> in regards to what you'd sell and what you'd or what you'd buy and what you sell it for there's a strong demand for it. And in addition to that, it would be a trustworthy U.S. source. I think the largest deterrent from people buying that watch is they don't know if it's real. They don't know if they can trust this seller. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's true because I think I think of the amount of times that I've texted you about the Seconda <laughs> space chronographs, the 3017 mm-hmm. movement. Um, and it's always like a seller in fucking who knows where. Um, the top three places are Russia, Ukraine, and Bulgaria. I have no idea why. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to buy a watch from any of those places. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if if you could be that guy, that'd be great. Give me a call. That would be a lot of fun. Do you, I get so many DMs and emails about the Pole Jot thirty one thirty three. It's it's actually it's actually badass. I love it. I think it's just I think it's just so fun that people are so interested. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I could just sell those. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. So that's, that's actually one I never thought about. Independent watch sellers. So dudes like HQ Milton. Really cool website, by the way. Check those check those guys out. Say in Japan. Um, that's an interesting one. But that's the thing. I think the difference between that one and one like uh, social media influencer is you have to have money to get into independent watch real, uh, uh, um, um, realtor. You know what I mean? Realtor. Uh, retail. <laughs> <laughs> it, feels, it feels like realtor with some of these prices, but yes. Um, right? Yeah, you do have to kind of have um, a great deal of startup capital unless you're kind of just working for them, uh, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, and you have to be really sales-minded. But yeah. if you if you kind of get it going, you know, selling watches is a lot better than selling writing <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Well, here, okay, so just taking a, a small tangent, it's not necessarily, you shouldn't think of it as selling writing. You got to sell yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. People yeah, have true. to have faith in the person that they are hiring to write not just this one thing very well, but anything that they ask you. You know? Yeah. And that's fucking weird. That's super hard to sell yourself. Now, I mean, I know some of our listeners are in sales. Is that the case? Like, do you find your guy, do you find you guys... Like, is that a facet of what you do if you're selling a watch or a well, car? Are you, are people buying you, or are you trying to sell them on the pros of the of the product? But I just know for writing, it doesn't give a fuck about your writing. It matters about you. you well, know? the one the one parallel I see there between the writing and the selling, um, I think the kind of most exciting part with both of those is being first. So if you get like a if you get like a crazy like turbion like in the shop like which one of you is going to be the first one to sell it okay and then oh, okay. you know in the kind of watch media spectrum with like the blogs and stuff like that if a brand sends out i don't know like an email and it's like it's not embargoed or anything so it's all about who fucking like writes it up and puts it up first who's who's the first one to cover it you know and it was it was the same thing I say I say it was sales because it was the same thing when I was like in aviation sales. You know, you tear down an aircraft and you have like you have the bullshit parts, you have the altimeter and the radio and all that stuff, but then you have the APU, which is like the three hundred thousand dollar component. So like Easy. in the whole company, who's gonna be the first guy to sell that shit? And you know, right. that that guy kind of like is top dog for like the week or whatever. See, and it's the, it was, sa- it's the same thing with like either covering a watch like first and fast and accurately or like, you know, kind of challenging yourself to sell that, you know, difficult piece, you know, like a like a tourbillon or something nuts that you get at your boutique. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. You know, see, but, but see, you know, what's funny that within sales, which I guess would it consider will also be you know, under the remit of, of watch sales, that competitive aspect that ruins it for me. I don't like that. So maybe I, maybe I wouldn't like wash sales then. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, well, you have to you have to be you know part of being sales minded is is being competitive. I think, especially no, if you you're, work you're, somewhere you're, with a bunch of other. A bunch the thing of other is, sales you, you've you've worked in sales. The only sales job, the only sales job I ever had is I was, I was sixteen years old, and there was a local music store 
uh, near me. And <laughs> there was a guitar that I liked. And I'm like, oh, man, that's it's a sweet guitar, but there's no way I can afford it. Shopper goes, well, if you want, you can work here for a few months and anything you would have earned, I can just put towards that guitar and then afterwards I can just give you the guitar. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> that sounds but, illegal. I, oh, I'm sure it was, it was, a, lo- it was a local <laughs> music place. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> of course it was illegal. I think my favorite memory there though, working in sales, this guy walked in, he was a big, big guy and he was wearing like denim overalls and he goes, hey, I was wondering uh, uh, you know, I lost mine when I moved down here. I was wondering if I could pick up another mouth heart from y'all. And I'm like, a mouth heart? Mother- motherfucker, speak English. Like, what's a... Is what's that a, a harmonica? Ma- what's a- Yes, it was a harmonica, but I didn't know that. He's like, he's like, it's a mouth heart. Son of mouth harp. Mouth harp. I'm like, dude, fucking say it slower. Is it going to make me magically know what your mystical fucking mouth harp is? Okay, <laughs> and so I had to go in the back and get this donor. I'm like, yeah, I got this asshole asking for a mouth harp. He goes, oh man, he wants a harmonica, and I'm like, oh, so do you want me to give it to him, or do you want? Because I, I don't want to talk to him anymore. I'm done talking to him. He thinks I'm retarded. <laughs> that was the only sales job I ever had. So what was the guitar? Did you ever get? The, was it a PRS? Oh, I was. I'm embarrassed to say. Um, I didn't really have sense at the time, and it was like a it was like a two thousand dollar BC Rich Mockingbird. Yes. <laughs> this yes. was I was very you know with all the dials and toggles and knobs and shit. Bring on the shred. I was very very young. Um <laughs> but I have had ever the last electric guitar I ever bought was my was my Fender Strat. I have, I have never found the need to buy another electric guitar. So and this was this was years before I got my Strat. So I was very young. I was embarrassed to say the guitar. I was hoping I could just say I'll guitar and have you not ask me, but I realized you're gonna ask me, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, a, I mean, the BC Rich. It was a BC Rich, like two thousand dollar blue Mockingjay, and it was gorgeous, man. It was finished fantastically, but I'm sure it played like dong. You know, I, I don't even remember how it played, and I never even got it. I, I just, I just left after a month. This is stupid. I'm just getting get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the thing with with you know sales jobs in general, like you really have to. You really have to like it, and also they can just burn you out because. Yeah, I, I can yeah, see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, and and I was, you know, I, I did you know aviation sales, and it's it has its moments where I'm sure it's just like watch sales where it's kind of it can be, kind of cutthroat or, or fast paced mm. and and this and that, and um you know one day there was a guy in Davie, Florida. Represent. Um, yeah, he was in he was in Davie. And he was part of like a lawn service company. And I remember that I, I kind of, I started feeling burned out with my job. Um, and this guy, I guess he was working on a lawn or, or whatever with his partner. And he, uh, he fell into the wood chipper. And uh, that was kind I of, remember. that was kind <laughs> of, <laughs> that was on the news for a bit. And, and uh, I, I read that story and I was like, you know what? Any day now. I can fall into a wood chipper. So I'm going to try to get out of this job. And uh, and then I went to Kaz for an interview. <laughs> and he I was, remember that. And he was my boss for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, if, was like one of the, that was one of the first stories you like told us. And if anyone was wondering, that's how Kaz and I met. <laughs> I think we've talked on the show about... about about how we met. Oh man, I remember that. That was crazy. 
So I think I think the interesting takeaway is it's, it's I think it's easy to romanticize a job about an industry you're passionate about. Any job. Any, any job. Any job. But know. there's always going to be those bullshit moments like if you're in sales there's always going to be moments where you're just you know you're just you're not feeling yourself. You're not feeling on you're sort of annoyed. You had a bad breakfast, but you know what? You got to fucking act like this is the best brand ever. And these motherfuckers have to buy these watches. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like, force yourself. At the same time, within, within, within journalism, bro, there are moments where I'll, like, sit down. Like, all right, time to write. Man, I'd really rather just slit my fucking throat than write right now. Like, I, <laughs> I really don't feel like writing shit right I've shown, now. I've shown you some of those watches. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so it's just I think it's I think it's easy to imagine working any job, especially in something you're passionate about, and imagining you will not be having those moments of disillusionment. But I think they're going to happen. I think that's the reality. You know what I mean? So I think that might be a cool takeaway from this show. I think it's really it's it's fun to talk about being a social media influencer. It's talk about being like a a brand PR rep. It's really cool to talk about being like a boutique manager or like a, a really funny story. I was talking, I'm not gonna say which one, but I was talking to, uh, um, I was in a boutique a while back in an area around here and I was talking with a guy and he was saying like, and I asked him like, oh, hey, do you get a lot of foot traffic in here? Like, what's it like? Like, you know, I'm just curious about the experience. Like, oh, you know, it's really cool. It's, you know, being the manager is kind of weird because, you know, I could be holding a $10,000 one minute and then as the manager, the next minute I could be in the back cleaning the toilets. Because, <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh my gosh, shit. That's it sucks, bro. You, you you can't just have one of your fucking like 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 man bun underlings do that. Like you like 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 you have to do that. You know. So I think it's it's easy to overlook or to imagine it will be perfect all the time because you love watches. Mm, I you think know? I think there's one job that has no downside. Hmm. That that is the best one. What's that? You are Ryan Reynolds, and you are the brand ambassador for Piaget. Is it Piaget? I thought, I thought it was Gerard Perrault, right? No, no, you're right. It's Piaget. It's Piaget. Yeah, that yeah. guy. So being, uh, you have, but the hard part is you have to be Ryan Reynolds. So if you could figure that out, you'll be fine. <laughs> I was going to say, the only difficult part about his life, I think, is like uh, probably the life of any sort of like... Um, like pretty boy like physical actor like the working out you know what i mean ah, if you don't have to worry about anything else bro michael i get exhausted talking to you on the podcast bro <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking my 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 asthma kicks in while i'm talking to you bro <laughs> not when i'm lifting my fucking groceries or some shit when i'm talking to you the shit people do in their sleep you we're know gonna, we're gonna hike mount Sai when you when you come visit I'm gonna I'm gonna die in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm gonna put my car in park. I'm gonna take my keys out and I'm gonna trip getting out of my car. I'm gonna crack my thick fucking skull on the ground, and they're just gonna find me and just a matter and just like a bunch of gray matter soup surrounding my skull, dude. I'm gonna die in the parking lot. I'm not climbing any mountain. You you take my corpse up with you, you know. You leave me up there for the birds or whatever. I have no idea what lives up there. How high is Mount? What what what, what, what mount? What, what, what mount is it? Mount Sai, those are actually the Memorial Day plans. So this this would be the Memorial Day episode, by the way. Um, by the time it oh comes my God, out. happy happy Memorial Day, everyone! For yeah. for for people in the states, in the United States of America, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, Mount Sai is is small. It's only four thousand four thousand feet. 
Um, okay, so in relation, how high up is my apartment? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but it's pretty small for here. We have Mount Rainier, and that's like 14,000 feet. Okay, so Yuri Gagarin parachuted from 25,000 feet. Yes. Is that... He was a badass. Oh, my God, dude. Balls the size of fucking watermelons, as far as I'm concerned. Always with a smile on his face. Huge balls, big smile. Little hair. You know what I'm saying? But my... Like I said, I... We're we're getting close to the end, but my advice for bring time um, is um, yeah, be Ryan Reynolds. Uh, if you could, <laughs> if you could do that, that would be great. Dude, I'm drinking fucking beer. Almost <laughs> almost fucking spit took all over my shitty laptop. <laughs> if you can if you can figure out a way to do that, or be Kate Winslet. I think she's a Longine brand ambassador. If you're a girl listener, yeah, be Kate Winslet. Or Ryan Bro, I fucking, I fucking, I wish I was beautiful. Like I tell Becky this all the time. My fiance, I'm like, baby, I wish I was beautiful. I feel like things would just be a lot clearer if people enjoyed looking at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, don't go see Baywatch coming out. There's a new Baywatch movie. It's gonna make you feel awful. I know it makes, it makes me feel <laughs> awful looking at the trailer. Dude, it has Zac Efron. Are you kidding? And, and oh Dwayne, my god, he's and, a, he's a very good looking man. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson, that guy's a tank. So you know what's funny? Uh, uh, the big joke with my fiance and I about Dwayne the Rock Johnson is I cannot properly say his name without saying it Dwayne the Rock Reed Johnson. Because oh. when I was up in New York, Dwayne Reeds are all over the place, and for some reason I can't say Dwayne without Reed. So it is Dwayne the Rock Reed Johnson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyone, anyone in the Northeast, I hope that joke is remotely fucking humorous. Like even, <laughs> even, even a little bit. If I got like a loud exhalation of air from your nostrils, I'll be happy. That's all I want from that joke. <laughs> you know? But in all in all seriousness, yeah, it was it was fun kind of kind of going over these potential careers in the watch industry. Um, if anybody that listens, um, you know, works in one of these fields or like a similar field or a role, you know, let us know. Let us know if there's something we forgot. Um, I think it's probably a, a good time to maybe wind down and do a recap. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> so the big thing is uh, for this episode, you know, the the I just want to recap and thank everyone again who's already contributed as patrons on the Patreon page. Check it out. I think it's like patreon.com slash two broke watch knobs. Two broke watch knobs as one word. We'll also put a link up. The link is also right now on our Instagram. I think I guess as we're recording, I don't want to leave it up there for too long because I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I, just, I just don't want to leave it up there for too long. But we're going to make sure there's ways to get to it from the website. This is the episode where we're probably going to talk the most about it because I don't want to dedicate too much time to yeah. Patreon. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The only times we're going to bring it up again are maybe just like a plug at the beginning or the end of the episode. And maybe uh, when we re- we add that new um, rewards tier where we all jump on that Skype call and just talk about my genitals and my cats. You know and by saying? all means, if we ever get annoying, tell us to fuck off. So That's the big thing also. Like we will <laughs> super like I'm, I'm just so apprehensive to even bring this shit up. So if it gets to the point where it's just like, yeah, guys, love the show. Please stop fucking talking about Patreon. We will, I would love that. Like that happened, I mean, I feel like that's happened with Seiko. I think we had like two or three Seiko episodes. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you guys are great. Can you can you not talk about Seiko anymore? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yes, I would love to know. That's, yes, dude, let's not talk about Seiko. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, totally, if we're talking about too much, let us know. 
Um, you'll either hear, hear us talk about it if we're doing a quick reminder at the end of the episode or if we're adding like a new rewards thing or if something noteworthy happens, like we gain a certain amount of patrons or whatever. Ah, oh, fuck, my asthma, dude. My asthma, bro. Um, in addition to that, really, really cool discussion um, about, you know, uh, watch jobs, uh, like jobs in the watch industry. So if you work in watch retail or if you work in like luxury, like, like, like luxury, mm, regular luxury retail, um, kind of let us know your experience is kind of what we were talking about, like how it sort of feels. In addition to that, like give us your thoughts, anyone, just about what we've talked about. And like if you if you feel like we got something wrong, let us know. Uh, to to bring time, you just bring time. You, you bro, just you just gotta be Ryan Reynolds, okay? Yes. Here, here's the thing, man. You either have to be Kate Winslet or Ryan Reynolds. But the headline is be beautiful. So bring time. If you're beautiful, you're already halfway there, dude. You just got. You just got to get people to notice you. Did All you right? know that? Did you know that James Gandolfini is a brand ambassador for a brand? Michael, he's dead. Well, yes, but like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's still all over the website. Can I be? Can I be an embra- an, an ambassador in death? I I guess that's that's what happened here, and it, it's who cobalt, the fuck is he? In a- it's cobalt watches. No. Yeah, it's like a the guy that has that guy that has those Nepalese Sherpas making watches in his basement. I don't know. We can talk because that's it later. that that's the story. That's the story he tells people. I think is it. Well, if anyone knows, <laughs> please tell us. <laughs> um, and uh, and a huge huge thank you to everyone that entered the Hydus Watch Chronograph giveaway, and a huge congratulations to Tyrus Clark, bro. Hit us up, email us at tbws.contact, or mm, t- mm, there it is, tbws.contact at gmail.com. We'll get the ball rolling. We'll get the watch your way. The watch comes with the card, uh, well, the warranty card, uh, comes with two watch straps. It comes with the wooden wallet uh, with the Hydus logo, logo on it. It's 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 a lot of fun. We really think it's going to be a great addition to your collection. So thank you for entering. Everyone, thank you for entering. Tyrus, congratulations again for winning. And again, based on any of the bullshit we said this episode, DM us, uh, leave a comment on the website for the page that I made for these things. Let us know your thoughts just on Patreon, just on watch jobs. If you work at the watch industry, let us know what's up. If you think I need to buy an inhaler, please tell me that as well because I'll listen to you guys. And uh, yeah, a huge thank you to everyone that's already contributed and a huge thank you to anyone who's even thinking about contributing, and anyone's offered their time. Michael, am I forgetting anything? No. Okay. Do you want to start the sign-off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, my name is Mike. And this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later, guys. See ya.